Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turville. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. In a conversation I had with my daughter, Kendra, who is an amazing young woman who has had so many experiences in her life already, and I feel like she's so courageous, way more courageous at her age than I ever was at that age. And so I thought it would be fun to have her on my podcast to talk about her experience of growing up in our church. And I don't know why I call it our church anymore, but I grew up in the same church she did. And to get her perspective on why she left. She left the church as a teenager, and there are a lot of hard things that happened in our family, especially after Trevor, who was four years older than her, died of suicide when he was 17. And so we'll talk briefly maybe about some of that, but I can see that we probably have to have another episode or two to really kind of talk about her whole story. But today it's about the reason she left the church and what it felt like growing up in our church. So thank you so much for joining us. And let's get to the interview. So welcome, Kendra, to my podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. Thanks for having me, little mom. (laughs) And I love that you call me little mom on my podcast. So for my audience, I just want to let you know that Kendra is my daughter and she is what, 23 now? 20. I always get confused at how old you are because you're growing old quickly. (laughs) You're not even that old, but you're growing so old. So today I want to talk about um, Kendra's journey in the church uh, because we've been talking about our faith journeys on this podcast in season two. So it's, we've been talking about people who've left their churches and what they've gone on to do and why. So I just kind of want to start with our conversation, Kendra, like, so you were born into our church, and I have not even told my full story about our church, but I kind of want to get your perspective on it. So like, what did it feel like being in church as a kid? Like, how was that for you as family and friends and church? And like, what was it like for you? Well, I mean, as a child, as a child, you really don't know any difference, you know, like you are doing exactly what your parents are doing and exactly what your family is doing. So, yeah. And there obviously there are like in that church, a lot of kids that are your own age. I mean, there's a lot of kids in general. There's like hundreds and thousands of them. But, you know, so you just really don't know any difference. It was just normal to me, kind of. I think I was fortunate to have a lot of people my own age around me, you know, um, there's a lot of, I guess, community in that aspect of, you know, kids, like kids, my own age and Sunday school and, um, stuff like that. And I mean, something I really enjoyed was we were always visiting people, you know, there are always like, I always technically had friends my own age, you know, hanging out with this stuff. Um, but Yeah. I mean, when I think of my childhood, it was just like, for me, it was normal because that's just what I went through and that's what my family was doing, you know, and that's what everyone that we were around did. But when I talked to my friends that had no connections at all with that church, I know they're kind of like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think of like, oh, I had such this like heinous childhood, but yeah. 
Well, you're in the you're in it, right? And I would agree with you on a lot of those things that I always felt like, wow, we always had people to visit with. And we had, I had lots of cousins growing up and lots of family and, you know, um, church was our life centered around church. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, so there's some really good things about that. And then I'm curious for you, like, what, how would you describe the beliefs and the church? Like what would, like, if someone didn't know anything about the church, how would you describe it? Um, hmm. It's interesting because <laughs> I don't know. I think I have such a different view than like, if you, if somewhere to someone were to go and ask someone that's still in the church, you know? Well, yeah. Um, well, like when you were still in it, how would you have described it? Oh, Maybe right. we'll say it that way. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. a lot of just like, just believing exactly what the ministers were telling you, you know what I mean? And like, you know, God, I mean, well, I had those questions as well when, but when I was little, I mean, this was a thing that I reflected on now and I was like, well, that was really messed up. But I mean, I was in like third grade or second grade in Sunday school one time. And we were talking about the story of Jesus walking on water. Right. And yeah. me being so smart and intelligent at that age, I'm like, okay, that's not even physically possible. And so I remember I asked my Sunday school teacher at the time, who was my friend's dad about that. And he got so, I, he wasn't like mad, mad at me, but he oh. just got so annoyed that I was asking that question of like, cause I literally just asked him like, are these even real? Is the mm. story even real? You know? Yeah. yeah. Just asking questions about it really kind of, I guess, shaped my, my, my belief that like, well, I can't really ask these. Like, I just literally have to believe exactly what they're telling me. You know what I mean? I've heard that before from other people as well as myself that I shouldn't ask questions. Yeah. Because it's not right to ask questions. Right. And as a kid, I mean, kids have like questions all the time, whether they're stupid questions or like smart questions, like it's just human nature as a child to be super curious about stuff, you know? And I mean, all the way up until I was in high school, when I went to confirmation, I remember kind of asking the same thing, asking another person in my confirmation class, who we were really good friends at the time too, of like, what, does this even make sense to you? You know, and like, we asked her mom and her mom kind of got mad at us too, for asking those questions. Okay, I think I kind of went off the rails there. But no, no, it's important. It's an important point, because I felt the same way. But even I took it all the way to my, I'm now 51. I took it all the way into my late adulthood. Like I can't ask questions. It's not right to ask questions. People get really uncomfortable when you ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even talking about like as a child too, like I was never positive on if we were even allowed to talk about God, you know what I mean? Cause it was another thing where it's like, well, are you trying to question us? You Mm -hmm. know, are you trying to question the beliefs that this church has or whatever? It's Mm -hmm. like, no, I just don't know. Like so many other religions, I feel like, and you know, I have friends of all different variations. I have religious ones. I have non-religious ones, but like the religious ones, I, they're always talking about it, you know, and they're always talking about their, their like relationship with God. But I just don't feel like as a child or as someone that was a part of that church, I mean, even not even taking into consideration that I didn't really believe in it when I was little, Mm -hmm. but I never felt like there you were even allowed to have a relationship with God mm-hmm. or a relationship with your faith without the like permission per se of like the ministers or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they always kind of had to be a part of that conversation or 
you know, you are only allowed to talk about it like in church or mm-hmm. at Bible study on Wednesday nights yeah. or whatever. I don't yeah, know. It's yeah. really weird. Very interesting. But well, yeah. I it's well, it's well, I find it interesting for you to say it because often the things I felt, I thought I must be really weird and nobody else feels this way. So I shouldn't talk about it and I shouldn't say it and I shouldn't ask any questions. And I find that so many others feel the same way. So then I almost wish that other people would have talked about it so that I could have felt like, oh, I'm not alone, you know, in feeling this way. And I think that's something that's really missing from that church, especially as parents of children. What as parents, what we felt like is, well, you know, the kids go to church in Sunday school. We don't have to worry about that. Like, we're not, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to, I mean, that's probably part of what you got from us. <laughs> you know, right. We don't have to yeah. talk about it. For sure. Get that in church. That's what church is for. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. Um, yeah, a very interesting thing. Um, so, and would you describe at all that you felt different from kids at school? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was, as I said earlier, like there was always, kids my age in the church right but I yeah. mean I didn't feel like I had necessarily like yeah we were friends but it's because we were forced to be friends you know yeah. I always felt so different outside of them but at the same time like this church is telling you you can't be friends with people of you know the world or whatever yeah. that even meant but you know people in in school that didn't partake in you know that our church community you weren't supposed to be friends with them um yeah. which I mean I was anyways. So, I mean, I love my friends that I made in. Of course, I just want to make it clear that I don't think I believed that. So I didn't force you kids to only have friends from church and not ever have friends from school. Right. I enjoyed the fact that you had friends from school because I always had friends from school. Yeah. Like compared to um, some other other kids my age, you know, like I can think of a lot of people my age that are still in that church today that were just super like not into having school friends you know which right um, and we were a smaller congregation too you know and I know we weren't like in Minnesota or downstate where there was just like so many like half of the public schools were the kids from church you know so but yeah there was always like and I think underlying, I actually realized this more recently, but underlying, I was like super, even super judgmental of my public school friends, you know, which is yeah. kind of sad to think about because it's not like I meant to be, but like, I just think the church was really like hammering in on, you know, like you are better than these people because you are the one that's actually going to heaven because, you know. Right, right. So we had a very orthodox religion, which orthodox means we're the only ones, right? So our church taught us that we're the only ones going to heaven. And so we're actually, I think it's you grow, even if nobody says you have to judge these other people, I feel like the community in general, it's a feeling you grow up with, (laughs) of like, well, I'm going to heaven and you're not. So maybe there's a reason. And then also there's a fear underlying, I think, of the community that if you are friends with people outside, that they're going to lead you astray or, oh yeah, you know, I, that's what I think that's about, right? It's like, let's keep in the group and keep the information limited, right? It's that kind of control of, of that. So, um, and even, and, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to, no, go ahead. Even like stuff as small as, you know, my, my 
school friends wearing makeup or wearing nail polish or going to the movies. That was one of the biggest things until I was like 17 years old or whatever. I was pretty sure you were destined to hell if you stepped foot in a movie theater. You know what I mean? Like just stuff like that where I was like, ooh, you guys really are taking part in things that are really bad, which they're not bad. You know, wearing makeup or <laughs> yeah. having tattoos or yeah. whatever, drinking alcohol, like whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. part of the black and white thinking, right? Yeah. We're, we're taught right and wrong. So we get very into the black and white. This is the only way. So you have to stay up. This is the things you do on the straight and narrow path. If you do things outside that, you're kind of off in the wilderness, right? In outer darkness somewhere with those yeah. people. So now, and and so I want to say that, and most of my audience knows this, that um, your brother Trevor died by suicide when you were in seventh grade. Now, did that have any effect on the church beliefs at all? Or how did that affect your view from the religion standpoint? Yeah, um, I was in eighth grade, but um, were you? I think yeah. we were in seventh grade. Okay, eighth grade, eighth grade. cool. Around the same area, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think leading up to it, like I, I always had this, like, oh, I, I mean, I distinctively remember one time, even Trevor telling me that it wasn't real, you know, like oh, that's he so was interesting. driving me back from swim practice one time. And I don't even know how we got on, the, on the subject of talking about the Bible, but he literally just told me like, I wouldn't believe what's in the Bible. Cause it's not real, which was interesting, you know, cause mm-hmm. I really looked up to him and I was like, Hmm. And that's an interesting point that you bring out there, you know, but I mean, I think always since I was very little, I was just like, what is this? Like, this is, you know, I don't believe in this. Like maybe all my other church friends do. I don't know. But I think his, him actually dying was just like the, the, like the straw that broke the camel's back basically of me being like, okay, this is so dumb for what are we doing this for? You know, or why am I part of this thing that's, whatever, like Trevor didn't even believe in it. So, and now he's not even living anymore, you know? Oh yeah. Um, So yeah. I mean, I think with the, like with his funeral, even in the way that I saw you guys being treated, that was really what I was like, I just don't want to do this. I'm not interested in faking this anymore. Like this is, and I know I was only, I was 15 when I got out of it and, or I was 13 when he died. So I stayed for like two more years, but yeah, when I was 15, I was just like, like this anymore you know and I never really have so yeah yeah. it's interesting because I can't it's hard for me to remember what was going on with you for those two years because it was just such a a mess I would say and we none of us might have known what was going on right it's like it was such a hard time in our lives um so so you really started questioning then you might have had questions as you were a kid all along that weren't being answered and then you decided to leave when you were 15. And what did what did that feel like, though, to leave? Because some people are really afraid. Was there any fear of leaving? Like, what, were you afraid of anything? Um, I mean, it's kind of interesting because I left during a huge transformative time of my life. Not only was I, like, coming of age. Or, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I had just lost my brother super tragically, right? So that was a yeah. huge just, like taking the, my own world and just, you know, upside down. So it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't really scary. Cause I was like, what could be any worse than what already happened? You know, mm, like right. I was obviously questioning my sexuality at the, I mean, I didn't come out until I was 17, but I was, I mean, ever since I've been little, I was 
questioning my sexuality truly, you know. Mm, that's um, interesting because I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I just that's another yeah, that's <laughs> another a whole other episode. But anyways, yeah. yeah. But there's just so many things where I was like, this this church doesn't align with what I want and what I might want in my future or in my life. Um, and I mean, I'm in the, I'm an officer in the Navy now, and that wasn't a thing that women can do, you know, and it was just a lot of me being like, okay, I'm a female and I don't agree with the way that these girls, I mean, even at a young age in that church, you're super pushed onto this track of just, you know, getting married right away to a, a man in the church and then mm-hmm. having kids right away and being his kind of servant. And I was just always mm-hmm. kind of like, that doesn't sound good to me at all. So yeah, leaving truly wasn't scary. I mean, and I was 15 at the time. Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, and also going through a little bit of a rebellious phase mm. as well. So were you worried about losing friends at all? Or it didn't bother you? I mean, and yeah, as I said, in the in the beginning, like, yeah, I had church friends, but I was always kind of bullied by those people. So mm. I mean, what could once again, going along with my thought of what could really be any worse, like they already yeah. know that I'm different, or mm. they already feel that I'm different. Yeah. And they don't treat me that nice anyway. So that's sad. I mean, it's sad to hear that you're bullied by people who consider themselves Christians. You know, right. I, I don't think that's very Christian like behavior. But yeah. um, but so there wasn't because that, you know, some of us who've been in the church for a lot longer than you, that is the, the biggest fear is like, losing your community, who's kind of been the foundation of your life for like your whole life, you know, and it's really hard, but you were in a different, also a different generation than me. So maybe there's some probably differences anyways. Um, So like what happened after you left with friends and family and like anything that you can specifically think of? Well, I do remember that you weren't happy with me, actually. I probably wasn't, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the biggest thing. Like I felt like you and dad were just kind of like, what the heck, you know, but I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I remember when you guys went to church, I just wouldn't, you know, on Sundays. Yeah. Um, And I mean, kind of talking about when I was little too, I was always so jealous of my school friends that had nothing to do on Sundays. It's like, why did I have to get up early on Sundays and go, in this church of judgmental people you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah I don't really I truly don't re- remember how I felt it just felt normal for me not to be a part of that community you know yeah. and like yeah I never really talked to my church friends about it they just knew that I wasn't gonna be going anymore or they mm-hmm. I they kind of picked up on it until I mean in high school I, I wrote a um it was called an occasional paper in my English class. And we had to read them out loud to our, our whole class. And it had to do with that church and the way I was brought up. And there was someone who was technically supposed to be my friend, right. In that English class as well. And she was pretty appalled by Mm. that paper. And Mm. she even wrote a paper. It was so petty, but she wrote a paper kind of coming back at me for what Mm. I said about my experiences, Mm. right? Because anytime you, anytime, and this happens in human nature in general, but anytime you talk about your own experiences and if you didn't get along with something or whatever, like people automatically take that as an attack, you know? Oh yeah. Like they have to defend it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was the first time that I ever publicly, like, I mean, to a group of people was like, 
yeah, this is what I grew up in and this is pretty messed up, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, well, totally. And I would say during that time, I was questioning a lot of things anyways, but I think what was hard is I was still trying to put on a picture for the for the public and for the church and for the family that we're normal, even though we lost our son by suicide, you know, we're still normal, we're still part. So that for me might have been where it was hard for me to accept that here's another thing that people are going to talk about and judge me about. And now I'm not a good mom. You know, it was that's like, um, even though maybe it wasn't as much about you leaving the church, it was more about me feeling like people are so judgmental about things. <laughs> already we had faced so much right yeah so yeah um so it's it's hard sometimes I look back and think I wish that I hadn't raised my kids in that church but then I was like yeah but it's a good moral foundation there's so many thoughts about it right like what do you do if you don't raise them in the church and I you know there's a lot of things right I have to kind of still pick through some of that stuff so, um, I mean, what, what do you do now? Like, do you have a certain, do you go to some kind of church or do you have some kind of belief or some kind of religious structure? If you want to talk about it, I mean, is it, are you, do you feel like you found anything or are you still searching for something or like, what's your kind of opinion about it now? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not a part of a religion and I'm truly not interested ever really in being a part of a religion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I always kind of told myself, like, if I found a girlfriend or a person, girl that I fell in love with, who, you know, is religious, that I would tolerate it. And I would obviously I support Mm -hmm. people's beliefs, right? As long as they're not hurting other people. But yeah, no, I mean, my girlfriend right now, she is very much like me, where we're just like, no, we don't really you know, we're not yeah. really big churchgoers, nor do we necessarily believe. But I yeah. would say, and I think something that confuses a lot of people is I say that I'm I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. So I think I am a very spiritual person. I have a lot of spirituality, but in just the the universe, right? In the world mm-hmm. and like yeah. I also do believe that I mean I think that we all technically believe in the same thing. We just have very different ideas of what it is, you know, mm-hmm. or like right. Um, we have different names for it. And obviously with religions, I mean, this might be a controversial topic, but I do think religion is a lot about controlling people, you know? So um, even though they say that they're believing in this big, whatever, like you can't, you can truly just, if you want to believe in God, you can truly just believe in God and you don't have to be part of a church, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'm definitely not religious and I don't go to church, but I am spiritual and yeah. the way that the universe works so yeah I think that I mean I think religion can be super helpful for some people and then just not for others I mean that's just what I believe about it I've seen that you know let's say somebody came from a very bad home life whatever you would consider that to be and or they've had abuse or they've you know whatever they came from and then they somehow find through some pastor or some church they find some meaning and purpose for their life and then they you know they stop whatever they're abusing alcohol or whatever it is and then it kind of gets them on a path of finding some purpose I'm like well I can see how that could be helpful right um other times it oppresses people right so I think all of us have different experiences with it you know um but yeah thank you for sharing um like the, the community. So I'm just curious about community. Like, how did you find community? Like we were brought up to think this is our community, you know? So 
is your community just the school you're going to, or then you're in the Navy. So it's the Navy community or like, how did you find community outside of like a religion? Well, I have, uh, well, I think, and I remember even telling you when I was little, or you asked, what's your, who's your, your group of friends? And I just kind of said, oh, I just float from friend group to friend group, you know? Yeah. I, I still do. I think that's how I'm just kind of like a butterfly, you know, I just yeah. float around and like, so I don't necessarily think I have like a super locked down community, which I'm okay with that. And I, find you know like I I'll be a part of something and then I mean with the Navy it's so hard just to build super strong connections that will Mm. last I mean not saying that they won't last a lifetime but that I will be able to keep in touch with right because you're moving all the time but yeah I mean I have really great friends and that you know I will always love and Mm. I'll always keep in touch with and I'm very athletic so I'm always doing something you know like fitness wise like when I move to Virginia, I'm actually going to join a rock climbing gym. So that'll be mm, fun. That'll be a that fun, sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, in today's day and age, there's a lot of like online forums, right? So I'm a part of a, a Naval female officers group chat that's, okay. that brings a sense of community. And yeah, I mean, the military in yeah. itself is a really big, you know, community, community yeah. really provides it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's great. I'm I'm just like, I always remember you being so open to new friends always. Yeah. You know, we'd move to a new house and you would go around, gather the people from the neighborhood and bring them through the house. Like, hello, here we are. <laughs> it's just like, this is Kendra finding new friends already, you know, in a new, new neighborhood. So I always um, thought that was great. That's such a great trait that you have that you can easily make new friends. And I think it's Some people it's just harder for. So in a sense, I think when church provides that community and you don't have to go out and make friends all the time, you're right. It's, it's easier. Um, And I think right now I'm at that place of trying to find new community, you know, there's, I just need something, but anyways, is there anything you want to say to wrap this up? (laughs) Because we've totally gone through all my questions, which I'm amazed at. Wow. That was quick. I mean, I appreciate you coming on. I mean, I, I would never like, I don't, obviously you can't change how you grew up or whatever, but it's never like yeah. I've wished for a different upbringing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I do truly believe that everything I've been through with religious trauma and with, you know, like Trevor dying, even for example, like that really has made and sculpted me into mm-hmm. who I am today. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I think a lot of people do have trouble with looking back at stuff like that and being angry about it, which is completely valid. You know, it's completely yeah. valid to be angry or to have the way you feel about it there, you know, but yeah, I think I'm, I have such an interesting background and uh, an interesting way of life that I can help people if that's how, if that's how they feel, you know, if they feel like they don't want to be in the religion that they're in, or I mean, with any really, truly any other issue that they want to talk to me about. So yeah, it, it's nothing that I regret or I'm angry over. It just was what it was and wasn't for me, but it did, you know, give me a lot of lessons and a lot of growth. So, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate that. Thank you, Kendra, for coming on. I really appreciate it. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.